Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside access to the Orioles. Brooks. Cal. It's the Hot Corner with Jason. Ken. And Tim Barberlees. Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles lineup tonight, game two of the three-game set against Toronto. Adley Rutschman leading off a catcher. Gunnar Henderson batting second at shortstop. Anthony Santander is in right field batting third, back in the lineup. Ryan Mountcastle, the DH, batting fourth. Ryan O'Hearn at first base, batting fifth. Austin Hayes batting sixth in left field. Cedric Mullins batting seventh in center field. Jordan Westberg is the second baseman, batting eighth. And Ramon Arias is the third baseman, batting ninth. Is this the best offensive lineup that the Orioles, not talking about guys in the minor leagues, that is on this roster, is this the A lineup? I'd have to say so. I mean, if you want slightly more power, a little more power, you could put Frazier at second, move Westberg to third, uh, and take out Ramon Urias. But Ramon's had several big-time yeah. hits for this club this year. And, yeah, man, that 8-9 definitely beats McKenna and Mateo oh, from last night. Oh. And the day before. <laughs> and the day before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's It's not a great bottom third when those Ooh. two guys are in there. Uh, Dean Kramer starting tonight. Jack Flaherty, Heider uh, described it as general soreness. Flaherty met with the media, said he just hasn't bounced back the way he expected to as he was getting ready for his next start. TBA tomorrow, TBA this weekend, but Flaherty, concerning? I'm going to try to be optimistic. I'm going to try to be optimistic, but hearing the news initially, yes, it's concerning because he's coming off a start in which the Padres shelled him and only went three innings, really messed up the bullpen with the six-man rotation. I... Yeah, I mean, Ken, if if it ends up being a lingering thing, it's always going to be what could have been with that deadline, and it's not even second-guessing it right now, Monday morning quarterbacking it right now. They could have done more, and they did. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it's, it seems like, and I, we said this in real time, that we, we would have liked to see them do more. Like, we're not rooting, at least I'm not rooting against no. these guys. And Like, I want to see Jack Flaherty go out there and shove like he did his first start. Yeah. I, I didn't hate the Jack Flaherty move. It's just you expected more, another bullpen armor, maybe even another starting pitcher. But Flaherty, you're just hoping for the best right now. You miss a turn in the st- uh, in the starting rotation, and you hope he's back next go around. Yeah. So uh, 
the other thing that came up in the Hyder presser was, and we had Jacob Calvin Meyer on earlier, and one of the things he brought up, and I agree with it, like when you make the decision, when McKenna gets the base hit in the ninth, Santander was on deck. You call Santander back and send Jorge Mateo back up to bunt, but you could have sent Adam Frazier up to bunt. Now, Hyder said he was unavailable last night dealing with a thumb injury, but he is available tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he'll wake up today and his hand feels a lot better. But, yeah, I don't want to see Jorge Mateo in that situation again because we've seen more often than not him not coming through. And Jacob pointed out that he does have four sacrifices. But with Frazier, just looking at numbers against Kevin Gaussman, you would want him in the starting lineup if he's up because 38 career at-bats against Kevin Gaussman, he's in 395. Here's the thing, though, and I'm, I, I agree with you to an extent. I don't want to take Jordan Westberg out of the lineup. Like, Jordan Westberg, other than the night he batted fourth, which I still don't understand that decision, he's real. Not only is he hitting, he had, and he had a hit, uh, two hits last night, but he's giving him good at bats. Now, you could put it yeah, put Westberg a third, a third and take, Arias take out. out. Arias. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that part I could see. But Westberg, all he's been is steady, Ken. I know he had some strikeouts last night, but coming up in that big-time moment with that double, uh, one of two hits with runners in scoring position for this team last night, and, God, they got to find a way to get after the bullpen once Kevin Gaussman exits. And Gaussman, they were able to get after him uh, last yeah, time that they was played the, that him. That was the Flaherty start. Yeah, at, at the beginning of the month, so you're hoping you can run that back. Orioles made a roster move today. They sent down Michael Bauman, brought up, well, activated Austin Voth from the 60-day IL. Part of this is interesting because I think we just basically felt like Austin Voth was never going to pitch again this year. And then all of a sudden he's throwing rehab appearances in the minor leagues. You're like, oh, well, maybe he is. And now here he is. Yeah, I I was resigned to the fact that he wasn't going to pitch. I mean, when you hear elbow discomfort and yeah, you put him in a 60-day DL, you're thinking, okay, well, we'll see you in 2024. But, no, look, it was a move that needed to happen, and I'm a Mike Bauman fan, and he's had some big-time moments. Nine wins as a reliever, but you look at what he's done recently. In his last 11 appearances, 5-2-5 ERA, 1-5-8 whip. Of course, he ended up taking the loss last night in extra innings when he got ambushed on his first pitch. And with Volt, someone that can provide you some length out of the pen. A couple outings ago uh, in Norfolk during his rehab, he went three innings. Maybe he's the guy that gets the start tomorrow, or maybe they just move everybody up. And we, at least I feel like this is sort of an audition for Austin Voth because there are, there are arms coming, the internal arm options of Means and Wells and Hall and obviously Coulomb. There are arms coming. Will Voth have a seat at the table when the dust settles? Yeah, and that's where this situation really gets fuzzy because if he struggles, then yeah, he could get DFA. But if he performs at a high level like he was doing last year, it makes the decisions tough because right now you need four roster spots. You'll get an additional one September 1st. We definitely assume that Nick Vespi is a op- uh, guy that's going to get option. Yeah. I I think Fuji gets option at some point. So that's, uh, yeah. that's three spots right there. You're going to need a fourth. But, yeah, I mean, Austin Voth and... 
kind of like what Jacob was saying, a lot of these guys, you're pretty much pitching to stay in the bullpen right now. Yeah, this this is going to have to be a gig uh, where internal options get it done because obviously the work that wasn't done at the deadline. Yeah, and again, they can thank the 27, really 28 teams for Jacob Webb falling mm-hmm. in their lap right now because he is still yet to allow a run. Uh during his time in the black and orange so god they're very fortunate that he felt them it is interesting when they when they made the announcement that they had uh gotten jacob webb i, I think yeah. i said to you guys i was Cole like oh okay, yeah but but i said okay we'll see what he he'll, he gets to throw a little bit until the other guys get here and then he's gone yeah now he, he's important absolutely i mean he's one of those guys that they're going to count on and some high leverage situations some situations where it's a close game he's going to be that guy when he wasn't even on the roster a couple of weeks ago it, it was interesting the last night they did not let him finish the inning Webb went two-thirds he did give up a hit had a strikeout but then they brought Perez and faced the lefty and yeah, he got the lefty out the lefty. but uh yeah and then so I would think both Webb at 12 pitches Perez at six pitches and I'll throw in Batiste at nine pitches they're all probably available tonight if they need him yeah absolutely and look they were coming off an off day on monday so really this bullpen is very very rested but with dean kramer you're hoping he can just keep the good times rolling ken because was it only two of his starts in his last 18 or 19 he's allowed more than three yeah. earned runs and the orioles are 19 and four in Crazy. his last 23 starts so Crazy. that's something to keep in mind remember baltimore baseball tonight bob haney ryan ripkin live from pickles at six o'clock but coming up next a little purple rain in the forecast rashad bateman and jk dobbins spoke for the first time this training camp we hear from them next here on the fan inside access 1057 The Fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Purple rain. Inside access to the castle with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. I feel strong, better than I was uh, during OTA, so making good progress so far. That's Rashad Bateman, who went on to say he feels like the foot's at 99% as he gets ready for the start of the season. Rashad Bateman out there for practice today and speaking to the media for the first time. He's going to be extremely motivated, Ken, because he's tweeted and popped off this offseason and said that he's never been hurt before he was here, and he's been hurt both years that he has been here. He mm-hmm. hasn't played an, an entire season, and he's going to want to deliver. And quite frankly, he's playing to get his fifth-year option picked up, get paid somewhere. And Bateman, we saw the ability at the beginning of the season, the yak and the catch-and-run against the Dolphins where he went 75 yards against them. You're hoping he's fully healthy and remains healthy because – I think he could be a real good player. Shad Bateman talks about the obviously the, the the new veteran receiver in that room, Odell Beckham Jr. I say he brings some swag and personality to the locker room. Not that we didn't have it, but OBJ is OBJ, so you know he's going to bring that energy with him. It's contagious. You know we all feed into it, so you know he's been good for the locker room for sure. 
They might have swag, but he's got reason to have swag. Like Odell Beckham is a former all-pro receiver. He's been there, done that in the NFL where these guys maybe have flashed. Flowers not in the NFL, but none of them have played at the level Beckham has. He has pedigree, quite frankly, the likes that no other Ravens receiver has ever had. And that's with all due respect to a Derek Mason and mm. Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith Sr., Odell Beckham Jr. was on a Hall of Fame trajectory in New York uh, before the injuries set it, settled in. And the superstar power that he has and all the followers on Instagram. I think he's the most followed NFL player on Instagram where that superstar, that guy that walks into a locker room and boom, has instant attention of everyone, particularly the receivers. That's Odell Beckham Jr. Finally from Bateman talks about all the new pieces. I'm happy with the new pieces we added. You know, Odell, Zay, you know, both incredible receivers. Uh, we all bring different things uh, to the table. So, um, you know, new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, is using us very well right now. So I'm definitely excited to see what we can do week one and the rest of the season. Is that a uh, mo- is somebody mowing in the background? What, what, what What's that noise? But and, and, you got to keep the practice field. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, this if Bateman can stay healthy, and we've seen him flash, and it's been health that's been a concern. He had some drops as well. But Bateman, Flowers, Beckham, Aguilar, like this thing, they haven't had anything like this before. I'm just very, very bullish on this offense. And look, are they going to hit the ground running week one and put up a billion points? No, they're going to have their growing pains. It's going to be the first time they're playing a game, a real game that counts together. And once couple weeks in, month in, and Todd Munkin hits his rhythm. There's just so many playmakers in this offense, Ken. It's A. Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr., Bateman and Aguilar, and then the tight ends with Andrews, Likely, Kohler, and J.K. Dobbins. They can attack you in so many different ways. Let's hear from J.K. Dobbins, shall we? J.K. Dobbins talked today for the first time, and he touched on his contract negotiations. The conversations, you know, Mr. Eric is, he's a great, he's, a, he's the best GM, the best GM in the game, you know, so he'll get it worked out. Whatever happens, happens, you know, he's going to get it worked out. We have good conversations, and, I, and I, I have much respect for Mr. Eric and Mr. Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, everyone, Mr. Steve. So it is what it is, you know, but I'm, you know, when the time be, I'm going to go out there and play and, and do good, you know, so. Hopefully, I'm playing for the Ravens for the rest of my life, my football career. Wow. Did not expect that. I didn't expect it either. I'm, I'm sure he was very coached up ahead of this press conference, let's be honest. And he said all the right things. And really, given, given Mr. Eric, Mr. Steve, he even said Mr. Harbaugh. Yeah, and then, until he, said, coach. And then he dropped in coach. You but, don't, yeah, no look, Mr. for you. No, no, no. But... Dobbins realizes what time it is, and it's not the exact same thing, but Patrick Queen realized it. He was upset initially when he didn't have his fifth-year option, but you know what? Control what you can control. Go out there, perform at the highest level that you possibly can, and then see where everything falls the upcoming offseason because, quite frankly, if you're a running back, and even if he does that, he still might not get the payday that he's looking for. J.K. Dobbins talks about how confident he is heading into this season. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty dang confident, you know, especially coming off of, um, you know, the end of the year, last year, 
when a lot of people could see that I wasn't all the way 100% healthy, but um, still had some pretty good games there. But I always say, like, those those games that I had good games could have been even better if I was 100%. So, you know, if I get the volume of some of the other guys, it'll be it'll be a real good year. I'll say this. You could tell as the season went that he started to look more like himself. Like, there was that one long run. Was it against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh where he couldn't hit that next gear? Yeah. But by the end of the year, he seemed to be hitting that next gear. And then and then had that nice game. In the, well, had the good start in the playoffs. And, and, of course, complained at the end of the after the game that he didn't get the ball enough. But, yeah, I, I'm expecting a big season from J.K. Dobbins. I don't even think he hit that final gear at the end of the year, Ken, and that's what makes it even more impressive, the fact that he was able to break off some chunk runs. He's confident, and I'm confident. I feel like J.K. Dobbins is primed for a very good year, and I'm very interested seeing him being, not a focal point, but a big have a big role in this passing game because that – did not happen at all under Greg Roman. One more from Dobbins. JK, how you feeling? So amazing. I feel pretty dang good. I'm going to just leave it at that because I feel so good. Feeling good, sounding good, happy, healthy. Both these guys, happy and healthy. Vibes are high. Everybody yeah. loves everybody right now, Ken. Yeah, Rashad Bateman and J.K. Dobbins, They that whatever happened in the past is the past. Kumbaya. We are happy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To be here, and we're excited to be here, and these are two guys that they expect to be weapons on this football team. Yeah, and they need them to be weapons uh, for this football team without question. But it's it's go time for both of these guys. They were both uh, popping off, tweeting, saying certain things about certain people or the yeah. team. And now they're ready to go because guess what? Week one is, what, less than three weeks away. Coming up next, Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. He was at practice today. We'll get his thoughts on what Dobbins and Bateman's had to say, what he saw today, and what the roster crunch may look like if there is a roster crunch as we head into the final preseason game. Jonas joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Jason and Tim sit in the bleachers. Ken sits in his brother's seats behind home plate. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Second to last full practice available to the media today. Jonas Schaefer was there. He covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner, and he joins us now. And Jonas, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Were you expecting Rashad Bateman and J.K. Dobbins to be so happy at their press conferences today? Uh, I would I would say that J.K. was uh, more smiley than Rashad. 
Uh, I don't think either of them uh, shrunk from any questions, which uh, I appreciated considering just how long it has been. Yeah. Since we talked to either of those guys, um, I'm sure there was a, a lot of coaching on what might be on the menu as far as questions went. But I was I was happy to see them. I was uh, appreciative of, of the answers, and uh, I hope this isn't the last time that we talk to them for uh, for 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 the, for the you know foreseeable future. Jonas J.K. Dobbins was asked about his. Uh, quote wild card loss to the Bengals about being that bell cow running back and he kind of dialed it back saying if we're running the ball that's all I meant I didn't mean like I want to be a ball hog are you buying that <laughs> that he you know walking that back um I think there's I think there's probably some some gray area there that you know I guess I would have a tough time believing um you know, he definitely was upset. I was there in that locker room with him. Uh, I think it's fair to say that because of how well he was running the ball, he would have liked to have gotten those touches in the end zone. And if he had, then, you know, maybe the, the, the Ravens would, would have won that game and we're seeing a different story about Tyler Huntley and that ill-timed QB sneak. So uh, I think it is a fair reframing of what those quotes were. Uh, but in the moment, if you'd asked me what exactly he meant by those, I definitely would have gone with a different interpretation. We're talking to Jonas Shavert's Inside Access here on The Fan. Jonas, let's talk about some of the guys that have been here for, for a minute and been practicing and playing. Uh, Gus Edwards did not play Monday night, but has it struck you as odd that uh, – and we played a cut earlier from Gus talking about how much he loves the Munkin offense, but it doesn't seem like the Munkin offense necessarily loves him. Like Justice Hill has been the one throughout. Gus played in the first preseason game, but after Hill. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I you know Gus was obviously on a bit of a pitch count during OTAs, and I think again during minicamp. Um, I think the fact that he didn't play on Monday is a good sign for just where you know how highly the coaches think of him and just how much they are eager to protect him. Um, and obviously, you know, Justice has only had what five carries total and, and I think one catch. So it's not like there is just this huge disparity between. Uh, you know, how much time they're getting and, and where they're getting it. I mean, obviously, Justice has come out with starters. It's possible that, you know, he is ahead of Gus in Todd Munkin's own personal preference of, you know, how those guys want to be used considering, you know, his, his ability as a blocker, as a runner, as a receiver. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think Justice is probably better suited for some of the kind of zone running schemes that Todd Munkin did use and did rely upon at Georgia and that we'll probably see more of. Uh, in this Ravens offense. Um, so, uh, you know, for, for all the people who are <laughs> deciding between taking Justice Hill and Gus Edwards in their Ravens tilted fantasy football team, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you, bud, but uh, I don't think there's probably a, a huge, uh, you know, drop off from one to the other, depending on how you arrange it. Jonas, we know that the Ravens typically love keeping at least one undrafted rookie free agent, and the hot name now is Keaton Mitchell. Do, do you think the Ravens would keep four running backs and Patrick Ricard? I did a 53-man roster, and then I indeed kept all four of those guys uh, at the exclusion of Melvin Gordon and, and kept Patrick Ricard. I think Patrick Ricard is... By far the, the safest bet in this in this whole arrangement. I, I think the value that he provides on that deal uh, is, is you know 
pays for itself, basically. So I would be shocked if, uh, unless they are, you know, again, you know, asking him to take some kind of pay cut and come back with a handshake agreement that he would not make that initial 53. But I think what Melvin's shown uh, as a returner, even though, again, the, the value of that in this particular year with the special teams rules being what they are, could be argued, but I think, you know, he's fast enough, physical enough to, to maybe contribute elsewhere on special teams, which obviously goes a, a long, long way with John Harbaugh, Melvin Gordon, probably at this point, you know, an offense-only option. So I think what we've seen from Keaton, uh, just with that breakaway speed, the fact that, you know, he could be an effective replacement for Tyler Badee and what the Ravens lost when he jumped ship to Denver at the end of last year, I think that's valuable. I mean, I think what only justice is signed beyond this, uh, beyond this season in terms of running back contracts. And um, we don't know how things are going to play out with Gus. We don't know how things are going to play out with JK. So why not keep Keaton in the building and have him under team control for three years, especially on a cheap, you know, undrafted uh, rookie type contract. Jonas, who do you expect to see playing Saturday against Tampa? It's like, like I know somebody has to play because you only have ninety, and you sort of start running out. But like some of these guys, we know aren't going to play. Yeah, you know, I would imagine they, they want to probably see more from some of the guys who they've been lining up as starters, who are also starters, just to kind of get them up to game speed. I mean, I know obviously the. Early returns on David Jabo in the preseason haven't been especially promising, but I think you can just chalk some of that up to him getting confident, getting his sea legs underneath him, getting up to just you know a point mentally where he's been able to think fast and just play fast. Uh, I know, you know Harbaugh maybe made some minor headlines today when he said Lamar wants to play, but that is uh, not the read that I got on Lamar from when he was asked about the preseason yeah. last week. So I, I would be shocked personally if Lamar gets even a series on uh, on saturday so i wouldn't expect too much difference between you know what we've been seeing these past two weeks in the preseason and what we might see on saturday other than the guys who are coming back from injury and might want to you know who might be on the bubble or whatever like you know it'd be great to see an arthur mallet out there but i just don't know the ravens fans don't know where they feel like these guys are physically but it would be great to see a mallet it would be great to see jalen armor davis get out there because frankly we just haven't seen a whole lot of them we're speaking to Jonas Schaefer, who covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. It's inside access on the fan. Jonas, in your 53-man roster projection, you do have Ben Cleveland making the team. Would yeah. it surprise you if he doesn't? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That That is just a dart throw at this point. And, you know, talking it out with uh, with Ryan Mink today, who's kind of done his own back of the, back of the napkin 53, he did raise the point that, you know, we have not seen – Patrick McCarry taking snaps at center basically at any point in training camp. So if that is a clue as to the Ravens plans for who could be the, you know, break, you know, break glass in case of emergency, Tyler Linderbaum's unavailable, then it would lead you to believe that, you know, Sam Mustaver at this point is more in their plans than Patrick McCarry, which would then lead you to believe that, you know, he is more valued, more valuable to this team than Ben Cleveland, even though I think Ben Cleveland has had a solid preseason, all things considered. So, um, it is just a value proposition at this point between, you know, who the Ravens feel gives them the most. It might not be Ben Cleveland. It might not be Sam Musford. It might be some guy that we, you know, is not even on the radar, who is just a kind of surprise cut around the league and the Ravens can either claim him off waivers or get him in the building with a free agent deal. So 
at this point, all bets are off, and uh, pretty, much, pretty much anything would you know, nothing would surprise me at this point with with uh, Ben Cleveland. Jonas, they they did get some good news today. Rocky Sin back out of practice. You mentioned Jalen Armour Davis, Millette back out of practice, uh, Darby practicing. So they're starting to get some guys in there. Yeah, but will they be on the initial fifty-three? Uh, that <laughs> is the question. I mean, it's just. Uh, I do not envy you guys uh, trying to keep listeners while you explain the vagaries of vested veteran rules. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my condolences to you and, and your listeners. Uh, Jonas, uh, w- what do you think happens at the quarterback position now that Tyler Huntley still not practicing? Could you see them roll with three, especially if Tyler still isn't practicing next week? Uh, well, I mean, if, if it's next week, uh, I mean, like, you know, we, I guess we won't see them until Monday. And at, at that point, you know, we'll probably, you know, we won't get a chance to see a whole lot of them, um, you know, because it'll be back to the regular in-season mode and he might be out there and then go, you know, inside. So I don't think there's a whole lot to be made of participation next week. Um, I imagine he, he would probably be limited. Anyways, and I think obviously just the, the time frame that this team has, the window that they have to, to get Huntley healthy, you know, unless they feel that this is a chronic condition, which I don't think it is. I, I still think that the, the smart money is on them just keeping two and those two being Lamar and Tyler Huntley. Um, maybe Josh Johnson kind of changed their minds, but I just think that the value that the Ravens would have on, you know, having a value, excuse me, a mobile quarterback, Tyler Huntley, as opposed to, a more traditional pro style guy like Josh Johnson, I think is, is uh, very, very important. So again, unless there's been a huge setback with Tyler Huntley and I don't think there has been, then I, I still think they will look to keep two just considering the roster crunch elsewhere that they have to deal with. Hey, Jonas, correct me if I'm wrong. Josh Johnson, assuming he clears waivers is eligible for the practice squad, correct? Yeah. You know, that they can only keep so many guys who have, you know, X seasons or, or, or our best of veterans. I think that might be the uh, consideration here. Um, but yeah, he, he could definitely be, uh, you know, move to the practice squad if, if they make the, the roster math work elsewhere. Yeah. So don't you like that to me, that is, that seems like, I think he'd clear waivers don't, like that, that they, they obviously like Josh Johnson enough. That could be a place for him. Right. Yeah. I, and I, I think they would probably, I mean, at this point, you know, prefer to have him, over Anthony Brown, considering the, the yeah. very rough camp that Anthony Brown has had, it's just a matter of like we don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure we've talked you know plenty about we don't know how, how the special teams rules are going to affect the Ravens roster math, but we also don't know how the Brock Purdy rule is going to affect other teams roster math. I mean, like you know, the 49ers we know are, are probably going to take three quarterbacks. Um, you know, maybe four, considering we don't know what's going to happen with this Trey Lance situation. So. Uh, it is up to anyone's guess, you know, to try to divine what is going to happen with teams keeping two or three quarterbacks, considering the the roster flexibility that you get with all this. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. Jonas, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Be good. Coming up next, we'll get the text of the day, and we'll get we'll preview tomorrow's show, but we'll also get you ready for Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Ryan Ripken, they're down at Pickles, and they're next here on the Fan. Inside Access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. 
Are you team bar soap or team body wash? Oh, that's a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better. Yes. To be honest with you. Yes. Lock and Fora, Weinman, and Barbalace. I've always liked body wash. 1057 The Fan. Oh, a lot of information today between the Ravens and the Orioles. We'll get to more of J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get some more information about Jack Flaherty before we hit the air tomorrow. Remember, the Orioles' Dean Kramer starting tonight. We do not know who tomorrow's starter is. And frankly, we don't know yet who they're starting against the Rockies this weekend. Yeah, everything's in flux now because that six-man rotation, at least for the time being, is down to five guys. Now, tomorrow... They could attack it in a variety of ways. I mean, Austin Voth, he just got brought back up to the active roster off the 60-day IL. He started several games last year, pitched three innings a couple outings ago uh, in Norfolk, so maybe someone piggybacks him or maybe just bump up everybody and put it into a five-man staff at that point. But Jack Flaherty, the, the comments... He says he's not concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's... and. Hyde was talking about general soreness. He was my boot camp guy. Yeah, general soreness. I had him at boot camp. The push-ups I had to do. Oh, he he made me do burpees. Yeah, he tried to make me leave. And I said, I've got nowhere else to go. (laughs) Let's get the text of the day. Check one, two. Check. Brought to you by Value Dry Waterproofing. Is your basement your safe haven or a thorn in your side? Water on the floor or walls? Musty smell? Before you build that man cave, protect your investment with waterproofing. Get your free inspection at ValueDryWaterproofing.com. ValueDryWaterproofing.com. Today's text is about Flaherty. He's obviously not making a start tonight, as you guys mentioned. And today's text is, told you guys my fraud radar was going off. (laughs) This guy is feckless. And that's our text. Oh, it's oh, from yeah, Jason yeah. on the road, right? And that, and that was. Yeah. The I'm P- not going to say who it's from. That yeah. was the PG version. Oh yes, there were some words removed. <laughs> <They> were, <laughs> absolutely, words removed. And by the way, uh, the, the reference went right over your head, but I, I, I did I, the reference with nowhere else to go. That's from Officer and a Gentleman, uh, T-Bone, uh, Richard Gear. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's, it was a movie in the '80s that oh. you did. Very is it, famous. Is it a classic? It's considered a bit of a classic. Uh, um, uh, crap, Stone, the, if you seen the it? other Stone's guy won an Oscar again. for it. Lou Gossett Jr. won an Oscar. Oscar, best supporting actor. Okay, he played his his uh, base his commanding officer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, is it better than Saving Private Ryan? It is not better no. than Saving okay. Private. Okay, that's, no. that's, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a very good movie. Very yeah. good movie. Uh, well, yeah, it's not even close. Hey, what do we have on tomorrow's show? Tomorrow's show. Well, we're still waiting to hear back from a couple of people, yeah. but we know that we're going to have Ryan Ripkin on. Oh, he's on in a few minutes. He's on in a couple of minutes. He's Baltimore. swinging a couple bats down at Pickles. Little BBT and. P.J. Glasser, I believe, making his first appearance because Ryan Horvat, Lucy Burge getting some vacation prior to ah. the football beginning. And P.J. does shows for Beck QL. He's so. done shows with you. Yes. I, I I have filled in with him, and he's a very good guy. He's a Ravens and Orioles fan. Oh, is he? Is he, he is. from the area? So his parents are from Pikesville. Oh, really? Yes. There was actually a Jerry Coleman connection, right, Stone? Yeah. Uh, Jerry loves P.J. Oh, so Aloysius. Yeah. 
Aloysius gets a reference in the end of the no, show. Knows everybody. Yeah, he does. I, I'm in Pikesville. I don't know him. I got maybe I know people. I know Aloysius, so I'm I'm one degree away. Maybe they went to Skylamar. Ah, uh, we'll have to find out. Who we'll knows? find out tomorrow. Baltimore baseball tonight coming up next. It's live at Pickles. It's Bob Haney. It is Ryan Ripkin, and it's next here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 